Hi, I'm so happy to be here today and I want to talk about something that I think is so super important. So I took my daughter last week to an orthodontist appointment to see a checkup. She's been wearing Invisalign and we weren't sure if it was going to be the last appointment, if we're looking at retainers next or if she's going to go maybe another month or something. And I really want to share with you what happened at that appointment. Hi, my name is Sherry Dias Malat with Glam Lashes Galore, and I love to teach women how to use makeup with confidence so that they can see beauty as ageless. And this really hit me hard. As the mom of a female, as the mom of a young teenager, this was really hard for me. And I've been thinking about it for almost a week now, trying to figure out what I wanted to say about it, but knowing that I wanted to share this with other women because it is so important. So my daughter went in and we've really been struggling for the last like 10 to 12 months over her wearing her Invisalign. And through the process, shortly after she started going to the orthodontist, that orthodontist left the practice and another one came in. And I think our treatment plan would have been different if we had started with the second gentleman as opposed to the first. I think we probably would have gone with the braces instead because he has a no-nonsense approach about the personal responsibility that's involved in an Invisalign because you can take it out and put it back in. So in any case, we started talking about how great she's done, how she's made so much progress, how we're so proud of her. And my husband was just showering compliments on her that she is, we thought this was going to be an 18-month process, and now close to 12 months, she's she's almost made that 18-month progress in just 10 or 11 months, 12 months maybe. So my husband was giving her compliments and saying, wow, I am so proud of you, and you did great, and you should be so proud of yourself. And the first words out of my girl's mouth were, no, I'm not. You shouldn't be proud of me. I don't deserve this. <gasps> and oh my gosh, to hear another female say that, to hear my daughter say that was really... Like it bothered me, you know, it sort of stuck in my, in my heart and my chest and then sort of in my stomach. I sort of felt a little bit sick to my stomach because that was really negative self-talk. And I've tried to sort of divide it because I'm married to a military guy and I have a family of kids who are very um, hard on themselves. And I think they get that genetically. They are very hard on themselves and if they don't do something well they really hold themselves accountable for it and, and they critique themselves and criticize themselves. And I see it differently in my sons than I do in my daughter. In my daughter, I'm so worried about the negative self-talk because I feel like women, we all tend to do that more than we should growing up. And some of it is self-imposed and then some of it surely comes from things you hear along the way. You know, that girl in fourth grade that called you frizzy hair or, you know, whatever horrible names. It doesn't matter what you were called. Everyone's been called a name at some point in their life. And we sort of internalize it. Some of us internalize it more than others. And some of us turn those comments back on ourselves and convince ourselves that we don't deserve something. We're not good enough, we're not pretty enough, we're not smart enough, we didn't work hard enough, we didn't take enough classes in school, we didn't get enough A's or B's or C's or whatever it was. We didn't finish school, we didn't work long enough at this job. I mean, add it up, right? 
it's so easy to say, I didn't do this and I didn't do that and I didn't finish and I didn't complete. The list can be really long. And it pains me so much to hear my daughter say, I don't deserve that. And I try to separate it and I try to think, okay, so maybe she's coming from the place that she knows she didn't do the work. She knows she wasn't as good as she could have been. She knows that if she'd had braces, it would have been controlled by the orthodontist, not by her. And so maybe she's just being hard on herself because she doesn't feel like she deserves those compliments. She doesn't feel like she put the time in that the orthodontist asked of her. And so maybe on a very simple scale, that is her recognizing that she hasn't always been the best patient. But on a much bigger scale than that, I feel like if you start telling yourself you don't deserve something for one reason, isn't it just super easy to say, and I don't deserve that, and I don't deserve that, and I don't deserve that? Because once you start letting those words like I don't deserve come into your vocabulary, it would be really easy to start having that mindset that, well, I don't deserve um, I don't deserve this award because maybe Sally did a better job than I did at school. Or I don't deserve that promotion because um, this person over here really has a lot more experience than me. Or fill in the blank, right? Because it's so easy. If you start on a pattern of negative thinking, on a pattern of negative self-talk, it is so easy to let that sort of become you know, your underlying current. Have you ever been to the ocean? I grew up in Southern California. And we always were very aware of storms that would come into Southern California because a lot of times it would affect the tides. It would affect the rip currents. Do you know what a rip current is? I would love to go out as a kid and jump waves. And, and then when you get a rip current underneath, it really starts moving the underlying water, the water that's closest to the sand. And what happens is it starts sort of sweeping you away. And we were always taught, you know, swim sideways. If you get caught in a rip tide and a rip current, it can run you down the beach. It can pull you out to sea. It can take you and, and slam you up against the rocks at the jetty. And so you have to swim sideways. You have to swim sideways to get out of it. And I really feel like negative things that we say to ourselves are like a riptide or a rip current because they take you somewhere you don't want to go. No one wants to be pulled out into the ocean. No way, no how. Nobody's looking for that. I know for certain I don't want to be slammed into the jetty, into the rocks. When the tide starts getting rough, I want to go back to shore. I want to go back to my nice little pretty vibrantly colored uh, towel that's on the beach and maybe reapply some sunscreen and get some water. I want to be safe. I want to be okay. I want to smile and enjoy the beach. I don't want to be pulled out to shore. Well, I really think that negative thinking, negative thoughts will pull you, not pull you out to shore, pull you out to sea. If you're thinking negative thoughts, if you're thinking you don't deserve something, that's all taking you away from someplace good and safe. I think some people maybe think it's safer to think negative thoughts because then you never have to grow. You never have to step your, your feet out of that boundary or, or leave that little box that you're in where big things happen. Big, exciting things happen. 
If you're always in that box and you're always telling yourself, I don't deserve this and I don't deserve that. I'm no good at this. I'm no good at that. I should have done this. I never finished that. You're staying in that little box. And it's real easy to get caught in that riptide, in that ocean riptide that I talk about, to getting pulled out somewhere that's even more dangerous because you continue to feed that. You know, when you say things like that, what happens? I tell my daughter this all the time. Your mind goes where your words go. Your mind will follow your words. And you'll start believing it. You can talk yourself into believing anything. Have you ever been around someone who's like really, really sick and you feel horrible? Maybe it's a family member. You want to help them. I've had kids. Seriously. Okay, when my kids were smaller, I have three kids, we had a norovirus go through our house. And God love them. I mean, I'm like, oh, I hope you feel better. And here's, you know, here's that and here's that. And I'm bleaching everything. I mean, six weeks, it just kept going through our house. The school was going to shut down because kids were like falling off like dominoes from this norovirus. And you feel horrible and you want to help. But, um, you know, do you want to catch the norovirus? Does anyone want to be there? Mm. That is a really, really bad thing. And if you've ever gone through a norovirus, you know it is horrible. That's like how those cruise ships, they, they shut down. They, everyone gets sick and it just, it's so contagious. Well, you know, negative self-talk is really contagious too. It may be contagious to your friends or the people, your family that you hang out with. But I think more importantly, my point is, it's really contagious to yourself. It's like a norovirus. You can catch it again and again and again, and it just sort of keeps disabling you. It just sort of brings you down, and it puts you in this funk and this mindset that you don't deserve other things. It's really hard to hear your... I say my little girl. Okay, she's a teenager. She's a young teenager now, but to hear her say, I don't deserve those compliments... I didn't do well. I don't deserve that. And I could almost see like if she got in trouble for something like cheating on a test and, and we were complimenting her for something and, you know, there was a disconnect there, but it wasn't. It wasn't that at all. We were telling her, great job, you know, the last four to eight weeks, you've really been working hard. She has, I don't know if you know of someone who's had an Invisalign but it does little tiny alignments with each new tray. And she had this stick that she had to chew on to help seat the teeth into the tray. And she would just be chewing on that all the time. And, and she did. She worked really hard for the last section of time. But she couldn't accept that compliment for, for the things she did well. All she saw were the negative things that she did, the things that she didn't do. That's all she saw. She didn't see any of the positive stuff like, wow. You know, maybe I have sort of come through in this last segmented time for my Invisalign treatment. You know, okay, yeah, I should have been doing it all this time. But why couldn't she accept that she pulled through in the end to really rock it? You know, we're not perfect. Nobody's perfect. But I can guarantee you when you start bringing yourself down, when you start telling yourself that you don't deserve something, you're just going to bring yourself down. You're going to stay in that, I don't know, the riptide or that box. You're not going to get out of it. I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to change the way you talk to yourself. 
the way that your inner thoughts go through your mind and the way that your your words come out your mouth. I feel like, well, let me share a little story about me. Okay, so when we moved here, uh, my husband had retired from the military. And he started this new job. And, and civilian life is so different from military life. It's just so different. And his first job out of the military, he absolutely hated. Have you ever been in a job where it's Sunday? And you don't even want anyone to talk to you because you are dreading Monday. So this is what he was doing. And, and I, I had a job like that too. It was horrible. I, <laughs> I was miserable all day Sunday because I knew Monday was coming. And how was I going to get through Monday? And I'd make myself sick thinking about it, right? So when he had this job and I was seeing him doing the same things that I remembered doing. I mean, I knew what he was feeling. It's a horrible feeling. And then I started getting concerned because I thought, oh gosh, you know, we have this big, beautiful home. I'm so blessed to have the home that we have because as a military family, I've lived in 11 states in my life. And I know a chunk of, gosh, like 11, is it 11 years in our marriage that we had 15 different addresses? We moved all the time. Some places we'd move cross country for 12 months. By the time I get unpacked, it's time to move again. And so finally, here we were, and we were able to just stay put. And then I got scared because I saw what he was going through. And I sort of put myself in a box. I wanted to insulate myself. I didn't want to be disappointed. So I stopped unpacking. You ever done that? You, you know, you want to be in control. No one likes to feel like you're out of control. I wanted to be in control. So I thought, well, I'm just not going to fall. I'm not going to allow myself to love this house. I'm not going to unpack. I'm not going to plan hanging anything on the walls. I'm not going to allow myself to be part of this home, to let myself get any more attached to this home. And I went through that process for about a year, a year and a half, maybe two years even, because I didn't want to be hurt. But I think that is, you know, part of that negative self-talk. I was talking myself into distancing myself from something I really wanted because I was scared and I didn't want to be hurt and I didn't want to have to leave this house. I was, I was so, so worried that things weren't going to work out. And by doing that, I could feel myself sort of perpetuating this whole idea that, you know, I'm not happy. And yeah, the house is okay. It, you know, it, it just one thing sort of fed onto the other. Well, I think the negative self-talk is a little bit like that. And I've seen my daughter do it for so long. And, and we've gone through exercises of working through this and talked to people. And she's had so much help trying to reframe her brain from how she thinks about these things. But it's still there. And I'm sure it's going to be a lifelong process. And I know for so many women, I mean, I've done it too. We all get into our own heads, right? What are we compared against? What should we be doing? What shouldn't we be doing? You know, if you're a mom, there's guilt. If you're a daughter, there's guilt. You know, I have guilt that I'm not with my mom, helping my mom, uh, who's on the other side of the country. There's always guilt, you know. Are you the best wife, the best mom, the best sister, friend? Oh my gosh, we're so hard on ourselves. But what I want to challenge you to do, I want you to believe that you deserve anything wonderful that comes into your life. 
whether it's a new home, if you're like me, you waited a long, long time to be able to settle into a home and actually paint walls. What a huge thing that so many people take for granted. And that is something I've wanted my whole life is to have a house where I could paint the walls. And when you're moving around the military, it's just not really a priority. I want you to challenge yourself to think that you deserve anything that comes in your life. Because why wouldn't you? Are you an amazing person? Do you have amazing gifts in your life? Are you grateful for things? Do you have people who care about you and love you in your life? You deserve that promotion or that raise. Or that new thing, that new goal that you want that you've been trying to go after. A new job maybe. Maybe you're trying to stretch out and go for a new job. Maybe there's something that you want. Or there's something that you've just been given or achieved or earned. Maybe it's something you've been saving up for, like a fancy vacation or a purse or something for your family. Something for a friend, something for a loved one. You deserve to be happy and you deserve to have wonderful things in your life that bring you joy. And when someone compliments you, take that compliment. The most wonderful gift that a female can have is to accept a compliment graciously. Someone told me years ago, and this is so true, that the way that women enter and leave, enter and depart social situations is with a compliment. And if a female never learns how to give a compliment or receive a compliment appropriately, they never really fit in. And so many people are uncomfortable with accepting that, with, with someone telling them, oh my gosh, you look beautiful today. Or I love your hair. Or is that a new shirt? It looks really cute on you. A female needs to know how to compliment another woman. That Because another woman in the room is beautiful, that doesn't mean she's not beautiful. It doesn't take anything away from you. And women need to know that when someone gives you a compliment, if I tell you, you look amazing, I'm not going to lie to you. If someone tells you that they like your outfit or your hair or your lip color or something like that, it's okay to say thank you. It's okay to just be gracious and say thank you so much. That is the nicest thing I've heard all day. I'm having a really bad day and I really appreciate that. Give someone a compliment. Realize that you deserve that compliment or those things in your life that are good. I just had to share this story. It's been on my mind for a week, and I'm so glad that I was able to get my thoughts out um, because I wasn't sure how I was going to talk about it. But it really, really hurt me to hear my girl say, I don't deserve that compliment. It's really hard being a mom of girls, but I really believe that God gave me a daughter so that I could see life through her eyes as well because I certainly have my perspective and my mindset. I don't think I've ever in my life said to myself, I don't deserve something. I don't think I've ever felt that way. And so having another perception, another point of view through my daughter's eyes is incredibly eye-opening to see that, oh my gosh, I'll bet women say this all the time. Just because I haven't said it doesn't mean that Millions of women don't say it all the time. For whatever reason, it may be a very logical thing because they don't feel they did the work, so therefore it's not appropriate to have that compliment. I get that. 
But don't let negative self-talk, even if it's something like that, become a riptide or an undercurrent that sweeps you off your feet and takes you to other places where more rip currents or riptides happen of negative self-talk. You have to take little tiny baby steps and stop that one thing so that other things don't take over. It's sort of like tentacles. It's sort of like weeds. You ever get weeds in your yard and you're trying to pull out the weeds? And, you know, if you don't get all the weed, right, it's just going to come back. That crabgrass or thistle or whatever, you know, the weeds are in your neck of the woods. That stuff's nasty. And if you don't get rid of those roots, it's just going to pop back. And sometimes when it comes back, it's a little bit stronger. So try and not tell yourself you don't deserve things because you do. You absolutely do. I do. I deserve anything good that's coming my way. I, I think I absolutely do. And I think you do too. If you joined my video late, I'm Sherry Dias Malott with Glam Lashes Galore. If you're not already getting my videos, you can click like and follow. I love having you all here. Thank you so much for joining Shelly and Kim and everyone else. And um, lift yourself up. Lift yourself up. Do something nice for yourself. You deserve whatever good comes your way and so much more. And I appreciate you joining my video today. Have a fantastic day. Bye.